Thank you so much to the the music guys. You you're a blessing, man. Been so amazing. Great. Wow, we've missed seeing you, man. Uh, it really has been. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, maybe here for the first time, we've been on um, a bit of leave. And I know you think that um, pastors generally only work on Sundays, but um, we do carry stuff on on a level that is maybe it's hard to explain in that. And um, Jesus taught us it's good to to rest every now and then. And so um, we thought we'd just give you a break from us for a while. <laughs> but uh, just yeah, thank you so much for the part that you play in making it possible for us to to rest and to draw near to God. We went across to the UK and uh, was able to see. Um, our daughter and some family and friends and, and some church guys there. So thank you very much for that. And I want to say this to, to you guys. Look at what God has done with you. You're a church. Look at, look at the preaching. Look at the worship. Look at the culture. Look at the focus. Look at the, you know, the significance. Look at what God's doing through you. It's, a, it's an amazing work. We have to just say thank you, Lord, for building your church and being consistent and um, yeah, so just, hey man, keep going. Local church, I mean, everything, honestly, when I checked it out online, just really well done. The only thing is the dad jokes. It's gone really, <laughs> but anyway, we'll work on that. Um, but just, yeah, man, I'm so, so encouraged by that. And then also look at the team. Look at, you know, it takes leadership. It takes consistency. It takes taking responsibility and um there is a team emerging. It, do, it does take time for those things. They don't just happen. We have to be intentional. So keep growing. Don't get carried away with yourself, but keep on going, right? Um, there's a big mission God has for us. And so, yeah. Our, our testimony is, man, God is so kind. He's so incredibly kind, more than we deserve. Honestly, He's blessed us. It's been an amazing time. Obviously, the highlight for me is seeing our, our daughter, Rach, um, and uh, being hosted by Alison, who's probably online, hosted very well by her. She sends her greetings. What I'm amazed about, it was like a, um, and I know you folks are listening, Henry and Anne, but it was like a like an online date, really, because they had only seen us online, and we had only seen them online. We had never met these guys. I mean, you know, during COVID, we went online, and they, they found somehow city life and so we and we went and spent a day with henry and Anne. i think there's a picture um, and so thank you and uh, yeah so and i think they were a bit nervous and uh, you know and all that like you know how it is like you know <laughs> but hey bro, it was such fun spending time with them and you know what i was amazed same heart same spirit say and god's doing it like that and i mean i'm just amazed at how god does that i'm just i'm blown away my it's a first for me but you oaks are amazing henry and 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 uh, we loved spending the day with them and we 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 could just chat about what it is that god's doing there we prayed with them and they send their love to all of you they feel like they know you whenever we mention names they're like ah oh, we've seen you on tv <laughs> and then <clears throat> it's like kind of weird but it's so amazing right and then the other thing i'm just blown away at god and i say this not to give you a rundown on my little holiday but um we managed to spend time with a couple called ike and catherine now ike and catherine we met them on the dim beachfront many years ago god touched their lives um they moved up to put hitters and we felt God just challenged us to go and see them. They needed to see us. Renal was pregnant those days. That was like 18, 20 years ago. More, must be more than that, right? Questions? Okay, let's delete. <laughs> we went to see them in Port Hitters And just for my timing is very bad. If you met me for the first time, I apologize. My daughter was born in 2000, and I still forget how old she is. So you must know. Anyway, he qualified as a, a pharmacist, and they moved to Bristol in, in the UK. And um, three, four years ago, we had been in touch a little bit, but um, they felt God say, plant a church. And so with no help, really, they <laughs> planted a church. They've got about 40 guys. They've got a venue. The church is going. It's like amazing. 
And um, it, it's the second person that said it to us this week. But they said this to us. We will never forget what you did. And for us it was something so small. We just did what God told us to. And the reason I tell you this story is because man invest in people. You know, when God stirs your heart, don't hesitate. If God says, give, spend time, love, do, do, just do it because you never, I was absolutely amazed. Wow, Jesus, wow. You know, church planting can be tough and complicated, but it, somehow it's just like Jesus. And he does it. So we're so encouraged by that. Um, you know, so please pray for them. Um, they do need help, but uh, God is amazing. And then the, the last thing I want to share is we managed to, I know it was holiday, but we, we love Jesus and we love his bride. We really do. We popped in at Edinburgh. And what I wanted to show the multimedia guys was this contraption. <laughs> it's, a, it's like a relic from COVID. <laughs> that is the roof. That's not the floor. So anyways, we spent time with this church in Edinburgh um, I think in the UK, they were, they were just, it's really tough there. Um, they were mentioning that most of the churches that are part with us, there's probably not even one that's over 100 in that whole region. It is a really tough area, and um, we want to pray for God. There are millions and millions of people there. And so uh, it was time for me just to reflect and to try and hear God, not just a preaching series, so I'm not coming with the greatest and latest. I'm trying to get back on the preaching team. It's been done so well. So I'm just, um, But I thought I'm not going to come with some magic series, but I'd rather just um, this mini-series that's been building on building, I'd rather just build on what's being built <laughs> and build on, on that. So I'm gonna just going to carry on with, I suppose, what are you building part three? Oh, yeah. Do we do kids still? Okay, please can the kids go downstairs. If we have for the first time, there is a kids ministry team. They do an amazing job. Can we give them a, a hand? Yeah, they really do. And the kids go downstairs to, to have, please follow Ronaldo. Uh, yeah, this, I see Ronaldo on his back. It's Nathaniel. Follow them downstairs. One of the moments that really touched my heart over there was a moment when I was walking on the streets and, and the streets, they are really, really packed. There are people everywhere and I'm talking about London and I like to walk around. So I was walking to the shops and checking out the scene and kind of, it was amazing because everyone walks with a set of headphones in and they're kind of focused. So I was literally, don't tell anyone, but I was praying in tongues because there's so many different languages. I was just praying in tongues like loud and no one even looked at me because they thought I was probably like on my phone. But as I was walking, I heard this cry, help me, help me, in a different accent. Should I try? No. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> I was kind of surprised. I looked around me and there was a, an elderly gentleman who was blind and he had his stick and um, he was trying to cross this busy road. And I was like surprised because everyone kind of marches around doing their own thing. And I, and I heard this cry and I looked around and I said, hey, what, 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 what can I do for you? And he said, I need to get to the other side of the road. And it was kind of a busy road. And everyone is just walking past him. So I said, hey, no problem. Um, so I said, what do you want me to do? And he said, just give me your arm. I put my arm out. And he literally entrusted his whole life into my hands. You know, he took me by the arm. And um, I walked him across the road. We had a bit of a chat, trying to understand what he's saying. And he's trying to understand what I'm saying. But he got to the shop where he needed to get what he needed. And I, and I really felt God prompt my heart. Because I had absolutely no special talent. I had absolutely no gift i didn't i had no history i had no relationship but what i had was i could see you know what i mean and what he needed was someone who could see that's all he needed to to take him by the hand and lead him to where he could get what he needed to get and i felt like god really just um put on my heart again this thing that you know what everybody who believes in jesus Guys, our eyes have been open to the gospel. 
And there are millions and millions of people who are blind, who cannot see their right hand from their left. They don't know where they're going. They don't know what's going on around them. And you know what? The time is finished for us to, to wait for some special gift and talent, and we needed this or that. We need, to, we need to be able to be there. I felt what God says, will you be their eyes? Will you help them to see? Will you take them to where they need to go? And I, I really felt burdened for the lost. How's this scripture in Joel chapter 3 verse 13? Swing the sickle for the harvest is ripe. Swing the sickle for the harvest is ripe. That's an action. Swinging a sickle is an action. Come, tread the grapes, for the wine press is full. The storage vats are overflowing with the wickedness of these people. Thousands upon thousands are waiting in the valley of decision. The day of the Lord will soon arrive. And I found that God saying to us as City Life as well, remember our purpose. We, we can see if the glory of the gospel has shone into your heart and you've received Jesus Christ, you have inside of you everything you need. You can see. And we need to help those who can't see across the road. Um, and so I really feel like even what Marcel shared, um, I mean, Lil, you did great. Where's Lil? I'm surprised you used that picture for your thing because you and Arnold, when you were in the storeroom, you had no clue what any of those tools were. But, so I don't know how you chose the picture, but anyway. But even with Marcel, um, I feel like what God spoke through him is a prophetic word for us to build his house, not only um, in order of priority, but also in series, if that makes sense. Do it first and have it as high as priority. That's what it means. To build the house of the Lord. So, here we go. What are we building? Part three. Are you there? I thought about this and I thought like, you know what? What I'm building. You see those things? That's a screwdriver, Lil. Yikes. Um, I thought about what I'm building surely should flow from what God is building. And the question really is, what is God building? Because if I'm building anything, my own brand, my own empire, my own business, my own kingdom, my own family, my own whatever, whatever, if I'm building anything that God's not building, it will come down. You know what I mean? And what He's building will stand. And so what's important is, what is God building? And I should be building what He's building. We know God is building, Jesus is building His church, right? Matthew 16, 18. Just some reminders here. I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. Jesus, no matter what we think of the church, no matter what's happened, the only thing on earth that Jesus is building still is the church, as far as we read in the Scriptures. He said, I will build my church, and that hasn't changed. And so he's building his church, which is not a building, by the way. You can't come to church. Sorry, if you're visiting, let me explain. You are the church. This is not the church. You are the church. That's why you can't come to the church unless you're coming to meet with someone else who's part of the church. So it's a little thing we have. It's not a human organization. Colossians chapter 1 verse 18 says, Christ is the head of the church. You know the church that Jesus is building, He's the head of. So I'm just saying... I know there is a church where there is man is the head of that church. That's not the church Jesus is building. That's the church man is building. And Jesus is not building that because the church he's building, he's the head of. That's how I know it's not an organization or a building or anything run by human beings. It's a church where Jesus is the head. That's the church he's building. It's a church belongs to him. He's the owner of it. No man owns it. It belongs to him. It belongs to Jesus. That's what he's building. And... Um, Ephesians 2.22 says, In Him you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by His Spirit. So what is God building? He's, he's building His church. The, the church He's building, He's the head of. And the church, we're being built together. No matter how good your family is or how good you are, you on your own cannot be the church because the church, we're built together. That's the church Jesus is building. And then He lives in that by His Spirit. And so in 1 Timothy 3 verse 15, just some reminders. 
It says, so if I'm delayed, you'll know how people must conduct themselves in the household of God. It is the church of the living God, which is the pillar and foundation of truth. And so and we chatted about this last night, that, that what God is building is a family that has an identity. It's a household. And our conduct flows from our identity. Does that make sense? So, so like you are the church, you're the house of God, you're the family of God, that's what God's building. And because you are, there's a certain way we conduct ourselves. You don't conduct yourself in a way to become part of the family. No, you're actually part of the family, that's who you are, therefore behave like that. Make sense? You, that's who you are. We, 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 uh, um, and, and because of that, there's a belief, there's a foundation of truth. So that's what God is building. And so surely what I'm building <laughs> should be what he's building. All right? Now, we read last week, or the week before as well, that there are two other activities that God is busy with. Can you say he's building? So I'm building what he's building because I know it's going to stand. All right? And the guys preached about how to build with Jesus. On the word, on the foundation, resisting the things that, that, that come against us. But here's the thing. God is doing something else other than building. What's he doing? He's not himself. Haggai chapter 2 verse 7. It says, I will shake all nations. Listen carefully. I will shake which nations? If anyone needs prayer, come forward now, Chloe. I see that hand. We have a walker here, people. It's a miracle. No hands. Okay. Haggai chapter 2 verse 7 says, I will shake all the nations. Man, I am amazed at... Um, there's some very powerful nations at the moment. There are some very vulnerable nations at the moment, right? And I watch how people have scraped... The image of God literally off humanity. It's like they've hollowed out every part of the image of God in man. And there's this hollow, humanistic, um, proud and arrogant, sophisticated society that does not need God. And uh, I want to say... Remember what we preached at the beginning of this year. God is sovereign even over the nations. And God will shake the nations. God will shake all nations. And there are poorer nations who, who, who actually are only after things. The greed and pride and lust for power. I mean there's nations. I tell you what. God is going to shake the nations. Now... If you read Haggai 2, it says there he'll shake the nations and the desire of the nations will come. If you read different translations, it says actually the, the treasures of the nations will come to the house that he's building. It's very interesting because as God's gonna God is building, but God is also shaking. And as he shakes, the treasures of the nations are going to come into his house. You get that? And so... Um, I don't read any scriptures that talk about God shaking the church that he's building. I don't. But I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, well, the church can also be shaken. Well, if we build the way the world builds, yes, then the church can be shaken. But if we build with the kingdom of God in mind, this is what Hebrews says. Hebrews 12 verse 28. Since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. You see, the church Jesus is building is receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And for 2,000 years, you know, people have tried to destroy the church and persecute the church and ignore the church and mock the church and write off the church. But the church he's building, she's still there. Because she is part of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. I, 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 I'm really, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm pumped. It's been three weeks. <laughs> Forgive me. And I, I, I'm super excited about this because I want to talk to you today about purpose, you see. 
God is not just building a house that he can live in because he's got nowhere to live. He's not just building a house because it's not, I want a nicer house. I want another house. God is building a house because he's going to shake the nations. And when he shakes the nations, even the great nations, the treasures of those nations are going to come into his house. Then there's a third activity God's going to do. He's going to build. He's going to shake. He's going to fill his house with glory. It's an activity of God. Now notice there in, 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 in Haggai 2 verse 7. What is God going to fill with his glory? The house. And the house is what he's building. You get that? So God's not just going to fill the earth with his glory. I know there's scriptures you're thinking about in, ha in Habakkuk chapter 2, but it actually says something different, and we're going to look at that. But the point is this, that what God is building, the shaking is going to cause people to come in, and then God is going to fill his house with glory. My question to you is, what is glory? <clears throat> Thank you. Coca-Cola. Really? In a Coca-Cola glass. Guys, things have got better here for the preachers. <laughs> what have you folks done? And there's ice. Where's the lemon? <laughs> what is glory? What is God doing? God is building a house. God is shaking the nations. God is filling his house with his glory. What is glory? Number one is character. And Moses went to God and he said, Lord, show me your glory. Remember that? Exodus 33, 18. And so this is, and I, and I know Mikey prayed some of this this morning. But the glory of God is so hard to describe. It is so amazing. But God says to Moses, who speaks to him face to face, I have to hide you inside a rock and cover you with my hand. And, and you can only, you can just see a glimpse of the back of me. You can't even look at my glory. It's just, it's so awesome. You probably won't make it. In fact, the biggest fear of people in the Old Testament was that if they were in the presence of God, they would die. And so God puts Moses in a rock, covers him, and in, in verse 6, the, the Lord passed in front of Moses, and, and this is the glory. Here comes the glory. This is the part. If you're wondering what is glory, here it is. Moses says, show me your glory, and, and here's the glory. The Lord passed in front of Moses, proclaiming the Lord, the Lord, compassionate, gracious God. Slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Yet he doesn't leave the guilty unpunished. You see, the glory that God is going to fill his house with is his very character. And so I go back to this. What are you building? I hope you're building what he's building. He's building his church. And he's shaking the nations. If we build a church like the nations build the nations, the church will be shaken. And God is not filling the nations with his glory. He's filling his house with his glory. And so I'm building what he... And that means, that makes the local church have eternal purpose here. That's what I'm getting to. What we do. What we are. What God builds with us and among us has eternal significance. Please, don't come to church because it's a duty. You're missing the point. You have the incredible privilege of being built together as a, a place where God lives and God wants to fill with His glory. And there's a purpose for that. So, the second thing that the glory of God is, and I'm just quickly going over this, um, it's more than just his character. It's his presence. It's his presence. Now, there's two words used for the presence of God. One is the 
Jesus is shaking all the nations. Don't put your faith in the nations. Can I just say that? Put your faith in Jesus. Shaking the nations. He's filling his house with glory. He's bringing his presence. He's bringing his power. He's bringing his character back into the church that he's building. Are you doing all right? Don't need to go and leave again. <laughs> Isaiah 42, verse 8. Here's the thing about God. I am the Lord. That is my name. I will not give my glory to anyone else, nor share my praise with carved idols. I love the message Bible. Uh, God says, I am God. That's my name. I will not franchise my glory. You cannot bottle the glory of God. You cannot produce the glory of God. You cannot fake the glory of God. You cannot engineer the glory of God. If you want the glory of God, you have to have God. You get it? And it's an amazing thing of us as human beings because we want the glory, but we don't want God. But you can only have the glory when you have God. And so God wants to fill his church with himself, really. It's amazing, you know, when we walked around there, there are some buildings we saw. They're a lot fancier than ours. And I think I've got some pictures there. I mean, they are fancy. They are gold laden. They are. And you know what? We did the whole tour. I got the free headphones. <laughs> for our sound guys. <laughs> it's like packaged. I paid for it, but it's, I did pay for it. We paid. So you know. But on that whole tour, not once did they mention the character of God. Not once did they talk about the power of God. It wasn't full of the glory. It was full of tourists. I'm just saying. I mean, it's um, incredible buildings. Incredible what they've built. But you can't franchise the glory of God. You can't bottle it. You can't produce it. You can't make it. You can't keep it. You can't hold it. God won't share His glory with another. And when He fills the church with His glory, friends... Isn't that an incredible privilege? I mean, I look nothing like that building. And yet he wants to live in me and you, ordinary people, fill us with his glory. Oh, I'm, I'm amazed. I'm amazed. Now, let's read Habakkuk, Habakkuk <laughs> chapter 2. You guys, you confuse me. Habakkuk, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14. Just put it up for us. So. <clears throat> this is a scripture I thought of when I thought about this glory of God. And I thought like, I know, I know this scripture, but I read it over and over again. And you know what it says? For as the waters fill the sea, the earth will be filled not with the glory of the Lord, but an awareness or a knowledge of the glory of the Lord. And this is the great commission. God is not filling the earth with the glory. He's filling his house with his glory. But what he wants is an awareness of the glory of God to go all over the earth. You know, when I first gave my heart to Jesus, my parents were very skeptical. They looked at me. I was a bit like, I went a bit overboard right from the start because I got filled with the Holy Spirit so I walked into the lounge and I said look hey guys I can talk to the Holy Spirit and I went off in tongues and they were like what happened to your son so they were a bit skeptical I admit it but when they saw the character of God in my life and they saw the presence of God and they saw the power of God there was an awareness of the glory of God that they could not deny. I was a witness that God is real. And praise God, I could have that conversation and lead them to a personal relationship with Jesus because they became aware 
Not of how good the church is and how amazing the church is and how good we preach and how, you know, our worship is fantastic. No, they became aware of the glory of God. And they could not deny it. That this cannot be produced without God. Therefore, God is real. And so they bow their knee. How is an awareness of the glory of God going to cover the earth as the sea covers the... As the <laughs> Stop laughing in the front row. Waters cover the sea. I'll tell you how. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You. You. As he builds his house and I build with him, he will shake the nations and he will fill us with his glory. And there's a, there will be an awareness of the glory of the Lord that, and it will cover the whole earth, everywhere, every nation. People like you and me, ordinary people, but filled with the glory of God, creating an awareness to the nations that God is alive. You've been entrusted with the glory. Let me tell you, every board meeting you walk into, every staff meeting, every client, every student, every staff meeting, every, every classroom, everywhere you go, what you have inside of you, see it's like with that blind man, you can see. And I know when I say the word evangelism, everyone's like, oh, I can't do that. Someone else can do that. I think we've got the wrong idea of evangelism. We walked the streets and there were people, there was one person, one or two with a megaphone. I don't know how much of the message came through because people just like. It's not about the tactics when it comes to evangelism. I promise you, it's not about how. People say, you know, Coke, same recipe, different packaging. We don't need packaging. When you see the glory of God, undeniable. Undeniable. So don't get stressed out. Evangelism is not about tactics. It's about being aware that you carry inside of you the light of God. Listen to the scripture, 2 Corinthians 4, 7. We now have this light shining into our hearts. Friends, we can see. But we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear, stop it, that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. You know, I can, I, I'm a fragile jar. Imperfect, fallible, some days more fragile than others. But you know, the world doesn't need the jar. They need what's inside the jar. And what's inside the jar, you make no difference to that. It's either God, and if it's God, its glory goes along with God. Does that make sense? It should give you such confidence. You don't speak to the world because you're perfect, you got it all together, or you ju they just got to see the glory. That's it. Five things and we're done. Practical. Five and we're done. My challenge to you is there are many blind people walking around asking for help. We can see. We need to be their eyes. And time is short, you know, time is short, not because Jesus is coming back quickly. I believe he is, but you don't know how much time you have left, sir, ma'am. You don't know how many hours. You don't know how many hours those who you, you are around, you don't know how long they'll live. There's no guarantee. We wake up tomorrow morning, we say, thank you, Lord, your mercies on you every morning. Thank you for another day. But not one of us can guarantee anything. And so that, in that way, time is short. And if Jesus comes, that's great also. Time is short. He is coming sooner now than ever. But I say it's urgent. 
And church, we're not just a club of people. We're a people on a mission. We're a family. We're a household. And we conduct ourselves from our place of identity, not from how the world tells us to act. So five practical things in my own life I try and put in practice. And like I say, I'm not... I'm not uh, there was a scripture... Did I delete that? You know there's a scripture in Timothy that says, do the work of an evangelist. Oh, I do have it later. Point number one. I'm rusty. Point number one, make the most of every opportunity. Just make the most of every opportunity. And I know, I know, guys, you know, sometimes we're trying to build friendships to tell people about Jesus and all that. If you're doing that, but you're never going to tell them about Jesus, what's the point? It's urgent. Just You've got to tell them. To tell them. To shine the light. In Colossians 4 verse 5, Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Um, please, I'm not asking you to manufacture. You hear what I'm saying? I'm just saying... Take the chances you got. Live like that. Tell. Remember that the glory of God, it's as beautiful when you, it's as magnificent when you see a judging sin and you see those who are covered by the blood and you see the mercy and the grace of God. It's as beautiful. But remember for sinners, the glory of God is still a scary thing. And so when we're witnessing, don't expect, all the time, every time, everyone like, oh, you're so amazing. Thank you for that. Some people will feel uncomfortable. What do you expect? You know, we're not doing this because, like, we want to be liked. We're be pleasing to Jesus. That's what I'm saying. So, you know. People need to encounter the character of God. People need to encounter the presence of God. People need to encounter the power of God. He wants to fill us with His glory. And together, we have that privilege. Together, every single one of us. We need every single soldier on the ground filled with the glory of God. That's how the, the awareness of the knowledge of the glory of God is going to cover the earth. Number two, work at it. And here's the scripture. It just came back to me. But 2 Timothy 4 verse 5 says, But you keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at Telling others the good news. Can I say, can you say the word work? You're, it, it, there's no excuse. You either have to tear out that page out of your Bible. And say, I believe everything else but not that thing. That I have to tell people about Jesus. It's up to Billy Graham and Craig Jensen and all the other evangelists. Jacob Chifakacha. No. I'm I'm not an evangelist by gifting or nature. I don't think. I don't know what I am. But what I do know is that if I don't tell, they won't know. And so I have to take every opportunity and I have to just tell. I have to work at it. Amen? Amen? Auntie Jean, work at it. Where are you? See ya. Work at it. Work at telling people. Vicky, work at it. Neilan, work at it. Young, old, or everyone. Leader, no leader, doesn't. Everyone. Uncle Segi, work at it. Work at it. Estelle, work at it. Telling people about Jesus. It's work. Number three, and I'm trying to just be practical because these things help me. Use what you have. Use what you have. Use what you have. I feel like God is, God is, you know, when we, um, we did quite a lot of stuff when we were there. <laughs> and uh, one of the favorite things I think in the UK is to create an experience. So you go to this place and it's a create an experience place. But it's, uh, I loved it. But it's in a, it's like you go to SeaWorld, it's amazing. I'm sorry if I, if I, I hope this is okay. But you go into SeaWorld, there's SeaWorld, and it's a building. And it's closed up, there's no windows. And you walk in one end, 
and it's all 4D and then the fish and then and it's all you follow this line and at the end you've had this experience. I don't think we need to create an environment artificially where people can experience Jesus. I don't think so. It's not authentic. Does that make sense? I mean, I, I think it's a lovely, I think they need to encounter the genuine reality of the glory of God. And for that to happen, God has given you something to use. And I feel like your home, even if it's a one-bedroom bachelor pad, I don't care. It's something God's given you. And you know, in that space is where people can come and encounter and taste and see that the Lord is good. You know you can't taste from a distance. Lil, can you taste me? You want to come taste me? No. Taste and see that the Lord is good. How are people going to taste if they never come close enough? Always at a distance. Because I know, you know, they don't need an artificially created experience. I love it when soft music plays and then we pray and all that jazz. But that's, we don't create that. In your home, there is an atmosphere. There is a culture. There is a spirit in your space. And if God is in your space, the glory of God is present in that place. Does that make sense to you? So use what you got. Use what you got. You know, it's amazing. I, 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 when we got into the um, taxi, men from Sudan, Muslim men. I've never been to Sudan, but I got the opportunity to talk about his faith in the car. And I think like some of these nations, how will they have an awareness if we can't even go in to preach the gospel? So let's not bank on the evangelists and the preachers and all that. Some of those God is bringing across our path. Use what you've got. Is that okay? That's why to be qualified for a leader, you have to be hospitable. You know that in the church. It's a, it's a qualification Spelt out in the scriptures. In fact, all of us should be hospitable. That's why we don't have an MC. It's not a wedding. We have a host. We're hosting. Is that okay? Quickly moving on there. Be aware of what the Holy Spirit is doing. Remember, it's the Holy Spirit that fills us and we become a witness. Be aware of what the Holy Spirit is doing in other people's lives. It's a practical thing. Always ask God, Lord, what are you doing here? Don't just have a method and you press it on people and you must... So what is the Holy Spirit doing? And I tell you, it's amazing. You can, you can sit and I, and I know even Maddie P, we've had chats where he said in a meeting, something happens and you're like, what just happened there? You see, because we carry inside of us the presence and the power of God. And he can manifest at any point in time because we carry it, even though we're fragile jars of clay. So be aware of what the Holy Spirit is doing with you and what he's doing with other people and, and cooperate with him. That's, that's how this is going to happen. Fifthly, invite people to a place where the glory of God is present. And, I, and I, this is the joy of our meetings together because we worship God together. The character of God is here. The presence of God is here. The power of God is here. Guys, we've got to invite. I know not everyone will come, but if you're a tenant or a whatever in my space, you will be invited. And it's not like come and see our show or come and see our performance. No, it's come and taste. Just come and taste and see the Lord is good. We must invite. Amen? And lastly, and I finished with this, make sure that Jesus is always number one. Make sure he's Lord of your life. Live like this. Dudley used to say it like this. He said, we're born to be radical as a people in CMI. Dudley, God used Dudley to start in CMI. But he said, we will not sing about, talk about, sermonize, shout about the kingdom of God. But we will submit to the kingdom and surrender to the king. There is a difference. Because we can talk about it, we can sing about it, we can shout about it, we can preach sermons about it, but there's a difference between submitting to the kingdom and surrendering to the king. And 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15 says, Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. 
You don't have to talk about it. You don't have to. Just do it. And if you do, if someone asks about the hope you have as a believer, always be ready to explain it. I, I think if no one's ever asking, go and check if Jesus is Lord of every life, every part of your life. Yeah? No one's ever asking. How, how, how come you live like that? You don't have to tell them, I live like this. Just let them see. Who's this king? Why? why? Well, he's Lord. He's king. King of every area. And then we can explain. Let's stand. Been great. Welcome back. What are you building? Are you building what Jesus is building? Are you aware that there's a shaking right now taking place in the nations? It's a shaking. Some nations are being shaken to the very foundations. Things are going to come apart. But in that, God is building. I tell you, there are going to be many coming in this next season. Shaken. They'll realize the economy, independable. Politicians, independable. Governments, countries, assets, people. They'll be shaken. They'll come in and say, I, I need something that is solid. And God is going to use us to bring an awareness of His glory and He's going to fill His house with glory. He's going to fill us with His character. He's going to fill us with His power. He's going to fill us with His presence. Not just on a Sunday, every day. Every day there's going to be a manifestation of His presence. And it's going to liberate people. And it's going to bring people to a knowledge of the glory of the Lord. And it's our privilege. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That local church is not insignificant. Thank you that it's not my chance that we are even together, Lord. Lord, will you fill your house with glory? Maybe even us today as we stand in here. Okay, would you mind helping me please? As we're standing here, just in this moment, maybe you're feeling like I'm sick, I need to be healed. Maybe you're feeling like I'm carrying the weight of anxiety and depression, I need to be set free. Maybe you're feeling like I'm concerned, I'm worried. Uh, I, I don't know what it is that you're carrying. But God wants to fill His house with His glory. God doesn't want you to walk away here with a single need. Honestly. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Don't need anything when He's my shepherd. And I just, I, 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 I want to pray. Whatever you're carrying, need a breakthrough mentally emotionally tired you're weary you're grinding it out wants to refresh you you just let him do that where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty and freedom the spirit of the Lord is liberty and freedom Ravi God, God is touching your heart right now but God is touching you there are things you're carrying that God says, I have not given you those things to carry. 
My burden is light and my yoke is easy, says the Lord. My yoke is easy, says the Lord. And I feel the call of God is strong on your life. It's strong on your life. God has handpicked you. God has chosen you. And you have said, Lord, there are these reasons and these reasons and these reasons. And the Lord says, I have called you by my grace. I've called you by my spirit. I've called you because I've chosen you. Nothing, nothing to do with you. I have chosen you and that will not change, the Lord says. And I feel like there's a, there's a pleasure of God over your life. There's a pleasure of God over your life. The Lord is pleased with you. He sees your heart. He sees the things in your heart that you even find difficult to, to say to Him or, or speak to Him. God, God sees them and the Lord says that His, His hand is on you and His favor is on you. Come Holy Spirit. Can we just give him a moment, guys? We, we, we got time. This is not like a waste of time or a drag or an add-on. This is Jesus giving him his rightful place in his church to do what he wants to do. Come Holy Spirit, come. Fill us again. Fill us again. Fill us again. If you're tired, if you're weary, just, just allow him to touch you. Just allow him. Reach out in faith and say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Come, Lord. Touch, break through, break through, break the weariness. I see some just so weary, weary, weary. Oh, Lord, you said, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Rest comes from you. The issues we wrestle with, some family, Lord, some job, some family uh, matters and finances and homes and I don't know, Lord, you know. Break through. Fill your house with your glory. Fill us with your glory. Show your power. Show your power. It's not an effort for you. It's not a striving. It's just you. You being God. Lil, can I pray for you, bud? Do you mind coming here? <laughs> so I'm going to stand up here just so I can look down at you. <laughs> just lift your hands, bud. Father, I thank you for what you're doing here. Thank you for the things you're shifting. There's a shifting. There's an imparting. There's, a, there's something from your altar that you're taking. There's a call that you're taking. And you're touching his lips, Lord, for you've called him for such a time as this. And not just right now, but even into the future, Lord. You've called him. You've called him. Pray for your fire to come in. Fill him again. Fill him with your Holy Spirit. Fill him like never before. Fill him with the power of God. Fill him beyond his years, fill him beyond his, his wisdom, fill him beyond his ability, Father, his capability, his natural talents and gifts beyond that. I pray, fill him with the Holy Spirit and the fire of God, Lord. Fill him with the Holy Spirit and the fire of God, Father, for surely you've called him to make a difference in nations, Lord. You've called him. called him to bring your fire Lord called him father to set others on fire you've called him Lord God to set others on fire Lord so see the sparks and the flames and I see ignition and I see all that around you and I feel like the Lord's saying there's a fire he's going to put in your belly that will rage it will rage you will not be able to sleep Thank you, Lord, for your mantle that would come upon him. Thank you that you will so grip him in his, 
in his heart and his mind father through your dreams through through your speaking and lord whatever um lies ahead i thank you that he will remember lord god that you have chosen him by your sovereign choice lord thank you lord thank you lord that he will call many he will call many snatch them from the fire I feel like the Lord is saying there's a witnessing that's going to come from you. It's not just, I know God is using you in preaching and I know God is using you in public speaking. But I feel like God is saying that there is going to come a, a, an ability. It's like David said, you've trained my hands for war. I, I feel like the Lord saying that you, you can bend a bow with your left hand. It's like the Lord saying that I will give you a way of of reaching unsaved people says the lord i will give you a desire not just to preach my word and 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 be involved in ministry and those things but i will use you literally to snatch literally to snatch people from the fire and share the gospel and open their eyes to see the glory of the lord and so we pray for that father i thank you for uh, what he represents for all of us and i ask lord god will you put your mantle on us again will you stir us again for the unsaved and for the lost will you remind us again of what it is that we carry lord god it's not just for church and it's not just for here and for meetings lord it's for the world it's the salt and the light of god for those around us oh god to make a difference and to call those lord god who, who are in darkness and call them into the light in jesus name i thank you for a growing authority in that way Lord to stand up against the battles of the enemy to discern them to know them and to defeat Father God the enemy on those fronts in Jesus name in Jesus name and I, and I I'm not saying any um, trying to put a timing or anything on God this might be into the future but I really feel like the Lord's saying you need to start to exercise that you need to trust God to see salvation in those around you because the Lord will use you in that way. The Lord will use you in that way. Thank you, bud. Thank you. And Lord, we pray for all of us. We pray as you release us, as you deliver us, Lord, as you open our eyes. Let us go to the world around us, Lord, and, and, and bring an awareness of the glory of the Lord. His character, His nature, His presence and His power. His presence and His power. Anyone sick? Anyone need healing in their body? Just put your hand up where you're standing. Karen, those that have your hands up, can can some of us just go around them? Please, we, we can lay hands on them. You don't have to be afraid. If you got faith, put your hands on those. Put your hand up high if you need healing. We're not just going to do this as a token, guys. We, we're, we're honestly trusting and believing for the presence of God to manifest and to heal. Can we pray together right now in Jesus' name? Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, whatever it is, we need healing in our bodies. We're standing in your presence. We're standing in your power and the glory of the Lord is present. And, and Lord, we're trusting you right now. Will you heal in Jesus' name? Miraculously heal. We speak healing, Lord, as a community of people, as a household, as a family. We say be healed in the name of Jesus. That's how we deal with this. This is our conduct. This is our faith. This is the foundation of who we are. We say be healed in Jesus' name. Lucy, be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Be healed. Be healed right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Be healed. Amen. And then lastly, I want to ask this question. We, we were chatting with these guys um, last night. If you have a job situation, either good or bad, or um, there's a change or you need a breakthrough. We've seen God answering prayers in the last little while. We honestly have. Um, if you're trusting God for that, why don't you just put your hand up? Okay. There are a number of them. Can I ask you, keep your hand up just so we can see you. Look around you and see whose hands are up. Derek, Jen, and pick one. And let's begin to pray right now. Let's pray right now. Say, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. There's Nick and Silla um, over here. Joe, Jacob. Just, just if you got faith, come on. We, there, there's gifts. Yeah, that, the working of miracles operates through the Holy Spirit. Let's trust Him. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Right now, break through, Lord. You can do what no man can do. You can move mountains, Lord. You can, sh- you can open doors that no one can shut. You can shut doors that no one can open. Lord, we're we asking you for work. We're asking you for jobs. We're asking you for provision. Give us today our daily bread, Lord God. Give us today our daily bread, we pray in Jesus' name. We need you to break through here, Lord, in the name of Jesus, oh God. Manifest your glory. Show your glory, Lord. Show your glory, God. Because only you can do it. Only you can do it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We're trusting you for that, Lord. Trusting you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Let's have coffee together. Let's have fellowship together. Let's share together. God bless you. And if you're going away on holidays, school holidays, God bless you. Online guys, bless you guys. Amen. Thank you, Kay.